everybody. This is Britt. And this is Brie. And you're listening to the Being with Britt and Brie podcast. The show that explores science, spirituality, and this wild human experience we call life. Hi, everybody. We are super excited to just spend some time chit-chatting today all about the idea of letting emotions in versus just letting them go. To get started, Britt and I want to share our songs of the week. Britt, do you want to share yours first? Yeah. My song of the week is uh, No Complaints by Noah Khan. Love Noah Khan. I feel like he's the perfect artist for this time of the year. It's a slower song and it just kind of gets you in your feels, but it's a beautiful song. So yeah, we love that. How about you? What is your song of the week this week? Yeah, also love Noah Khan. Amazing artist. My song of the week is Yours by Coach Marty. It is so beautiful. I love the beat. He has so many good songs. I have like half of his Spotify profile. I just have favorited because they're all amazing. So if you've never heard of Coach Marty, 1010 recommend checking him out. So to get started today... Britt and I felt drawn to talk about this idea of letting emotions in versus letting emotions go because we've just had experiences throughout our lives of just trying to push emotions, feelings away, avoiding them and noticing how when we're actually allowing ourselves to like sit with them and process them and how to do so, that's when a lot of big changes take place. So I am getting um, ready to hold a heart opening workshop in Denver. So I've been just doing some of my own reading and research and finding things that resonate that I really want to share with others. And one thing that I read a couple weeks ago that has really just stuck with me is that a lot of people think the key to happiness and um, a fulfilling life and manifesting and all these things is just like letting it go, like let the past go, let your feelings go, let your emotions go. And I think that is very important, but I think too many people just jump to the letting go instead of first starting with the processing and integrating and transmuting and then letting it go. And I think that's when true like transformation can take place. And if you jump to just the letting go, then you could live your entire life never actually fully processing things, not not only not feeling the bad stuff fully, but it can also get in the way of you feeling the good stuff fully too. So Britt, I want to hear from you like, uh, like aha moments or experiences on your end of realizing the importance of processing emotions instead of just being like pushing away, let that shit go. I just have to say first, I love what you just said. I think that puts such a good perspective on the concept of letting go because I totally agree that like I feel like when you hear letting it go, it's literally just like, well, dropping it. Bye. See you later. Mm -hmm. But if you don't fully experience, it's like anything. If you don't fully go through the process of it, 
it's just gonna stick around or it's just gonna go revert you know yep. right back where it was so oh love that yes. so much I think the biggest aha moment for me there were several throughout my life and I will just start out by saying I am so emotional <laughs> I'm an emotional human being I am a Pisces Pisces and water roll my natal chart if you are into anything about astrology. And water is emotions. And so I've just always been an emotional, sensitive person. And so I always felt feelings. But when I started to experience anxiety and got my diagnosis about like anxiety and depression, um, reflecting on it now. And I think my aha moment has just been very recently that my therapy was always about, I don't want to say avoiding the feelings, but it was like, how can I just like think the thought, think, and then have the feeling and then like, let it go. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, we don't need to worry about that kind of like, if that makes sense. And there was no emphasis on like actually processing it or feeling it and then like you said going through the process feeling and then like letting it go that was never emphasized in my therapy and so I always thought that to like process my emotions not even process my emotions I always thought that to get over my anxiety or cope with my anxiety it was like oh I got to push these feelings away when in reality, when I started letting those feelings feel and getting curious about those feelings rather than putting blame on them, rather than putting shame to them and just getting curious and allowing those feelings for me to intuitively dig deeper or like pinpoint, you know, why might this emotion be coming up with this thought mm -hmm. and then truly feeling it, whether that's like, like an emotional release of crying or um, anger or whatever it is. When I started actually implementing that with the therapist that I am with now who emphasizes curiosity. I love that. About feelings. I noticed so much more progress with coping with my anxiety because it never leaves. And you also can't like, I think where I am now, the idea of like not wanting to feel feelings blows my mind that that's mm -hmm. a concept because I'm like, you're not, you're not living if you're not feeling things. Like, why would you not want to feel things? Yeah. So have like a better perspective on it. But yeah, like the, the, type of therapy that I'm in, I've talked about it before in like a previous episode, but the ex acceptance and commitment therapy really have been working through like, this is how I'm feeling and getting curious with myself. Like, oh, that's very interesting that I'm, I'm feeling that way. And it's allowed me to like dig deeper. So that was a long winded explanation of like my aha moment, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been very recent and the way that I feel and how I process them now, as opposed to how I used to when I was in more of like a cognitive behavioral therapy model is like, like black and white. 
It's like once I like have the emotion, the feeling, I process it, I experience it. Like it's almost like this euphoric state of like, okay, yeah, we did that. We got through that. We learned something through this and, you know, we learned lessons about it on the way. So that's amazing. And I love the mention of like leading with curiosity. Yeah. It's been so huge. I can talk so – that has just been – truly such a game changer for like my perspective on life too and how I approach a lot of things is approaching with curiosity so we can talk more on that you know in another episode that but definitely yeah. sounds like a cool episode yeah. topic so stay it's tuned so, for yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> what about you Brie what are tell us your story about an aha moment you had yeah um I I started therapy when I was, let's see, I'm 28 now. I started therapy when I was 22 and I've seen like a few different therapists because I moved around a lot and like I was also picky with who I saw and every single one of them would be like, you are extremely self-aware for your age and they were like, I feel like you're coming in here and you already know the root of your anxieties you know where they come from um you kind of know why you are the way you are and it wasn't until I started with my somatic therapist that it really made me realize damn I don't let myself feel shit because when I was first introduced to somatic therapy um and we would like drop into our body during sessions I would instantly be like, like, yeah, I have anxiety in my chest and it's because of what happened last week or it's because of a memory that came up from my childhood. And she would constantly have to be redirecting me to be like, okay, like, that's amazing that you can identify where it's from. Let's try to stay in the feeling body because you instantly go straight to your mind over and over again. And in my mind, I was like, well, isn't that good that I'm able to identify it? But then I realized that's why I have an one, that's why I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder and a very over analytical mind, because that's what I use as a coping mechanism to um, block out emotions and feelings, because it was easier for me to overthink things and feel like I have control over things uh, when I can just think through it. Because actually feeling the feelings felt way too overwhelming because I was never taught how to process emotions. I was never taught that certain emotions were okay. Like I've had this idea like some emotions are bad and should be avoided. Others are welcome and okay. And it was just confusing because I never knew how to process emotions. And it was like truly mind-blowing when you're 20. I don't even remember how old I was when I started somatic therapy. And you're like, wow, I'm a grown-ass adult and I don't know how to process emotions. And then once I started to like rein myself back in anytime I noticed myself completely jumping to thinking through things versus feeling through things, it was insane. Like how incredible I felt and how more how much more vibrant life was and how much happier I was too like yeah I felt the bad shit intensely but I felt the happy shit like 10 times more intensely and that's like such a great feeling and um I know Britt and I discussed somatic therapy um in the past and how we'll definitely like make a whole 
episode just around somatic therapy, but I know we threw around like the saying of like, feel your feelings, like process them and all everything. But a lot of the times it's like, okay, what does that mean? Like, how does that feel? And I'll just like ha- say a brief overview. And like I said, we can easily have an hour long episode about this, but just so we're giving you more than just feel your feelings. What helps me is... For example, I'll use the past couple weeks, for example, daylight saving times always rocks my shit. Like, (laughs) oh, like, like clockwork, quite Mm -hmm. literally, it makes my anxiety skyrocket. And I know it's not permanent. And I know it's going to eventually dissipate. But like, the change in the time and my circadian rhythm, it just really dysregulates me. And I notice myself trying to avoid it. Like, I would be walking my dog and I'm like, I need to listen to happy music. I need to listen to upbeat music. Like I can't, I don't want to feel like this. Like I don't want to feel these bad feelings. I don't want to attract any bad shit when I'm in like this dark headspace, like just get away from me. And as the days went on, my anxiety would just become more and more intense, like to the point, like I canceled my plans for like a couple of days. I was like, I just want to go home and decompress and unwind and just not be around anybody. And in those days, I was just mindlessly scrolling on my phone, watching trash TV. And like all these things are okay to do because you don't have to like, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with processing emotions and everything. But like, if that's your sole purpose of numbing and getting away from things that's not the healthiest but anyways as like my anxiety became super intense and there there's always a point that I'm just tired of my own shit and then I'm like okay Brianna what you're doing is not helping you whatsoever if anything it's making things worse so I came home and I was like I'm going to let myself feel like shit I'm going to let myself soak in my anxiety I'm going to let myself feel everything that I've been trying to push away. So like I made myself an Epsom salt bath. I sat down in it like I just breathed and I like really um, focused on what I was feeling and where I was feeling it within my body. And what helps me is I like name it. Like I don't name it as like, is that anxiety? Is that depression? Is that fear? I'm just like, this feels kind of like bright red to me. And then what my somatic therapist taught me is like, pay attention to the edges. Like what's the shape of the feeling? Like what happens when you focus on like this part versus the other part? And It's important to also have like a neutral part in your body that either feels neutral or good for you to um, go back and forth from because that's how you're able to like process and work through things um, in your window of tolerance, which is like what somatic therapists and therapists say when it comes to processing things because you don't want to try to over process something that's like too overwhelming so it's important to be like okay I'm focusing on this really heavy feeling in my chest and as I'm breathing in it anytime it gets too intense I can focus on like my wrist that feels neutral and then once I feel a little bit more regulated I come back to the emotion in my chest and so giving it like a sensation a color a shape a density is what we mean by sitting with and feeling 
the emotion. And once you do that, then you might recognize like, oh, like that anxiety or heaviness that I'm feeling is actually disappointment or overwhelm. And there's actually a study by um, a brain scientist from Harvard. Her name's Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor. And in her study, she found that it takes like roughly 90 seconds to identify an emotion and allow it to dissipate. And that honestly, like it doesn't sound like a lot, but I found myself within two or three seconds of feeling an emotion I know I don't want to feel, I block it out. I push it away. And when I do that, it becomes more and more intense and it comes back more and more. But the times that I feel like that intense emotion come up and I allow myself to sit with it, it doesn't, it's not always exactly 90 seconds or whatnot. And you don't physically actually be, actually have to be sitting with it. But once I allow that time, I'm able to let it go. And that's why I think we're kind of stuck in limbo with like this idea of just like, let it go, let, let go of all the bad shit. Um, that's not the first step that you should take when it comes to things. The first step is letting it in. And then mm-hmm. naturally, you're able to let it go. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that should be a quote on a t-shirt we really need we mentioned this we need to start writing down the things we say so we can like do merch or something with all of these i love that i love that quote let it in before you can let it go yeah Ooh, i like that i love that i love that and uh, it's just so fascinating it is i love where you went with that whole explanation before i cut you off completely did you have any other continue on if you were I don't want to cut you off but um you never cut me off I'm always I always <laughs> want your input and everything but um the only the last thing that I wanted to say with that is like during that entire week or so that I felt very anxious I felt like I I I needed a release or to cry but I just felt numb I just felt anxiety and then that night like after I let myself do that I literally bawled my eyes out and mm-hmm. it was like literally literally taking me back to like things in my childhood and other stuff. And it was just like, wow, like that was the release that I needed that I could not let myself feel when I was just numbing myself. So yeah, that letting yourself feel shit is the first step of releasing it. And then, and then you can get to the letting that shit go. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I have two things. And the first thing, just like while you were talking it just made me think of something that you hear so many people say we've carried it through generation after generation after generation is like emotions are like poised as weakness for so many people and so many people growing up and not having a place to express to begin with Mm -hmm. express emotion talk through things it's just always I feel like been seen like sensitive people people who cry they've always been seen as weak Mm -hmm. I'm willing to say that they are some of the strongest people because processing your emotions talking through your emotions expressing emotion is not easy no so those that can do it come out so much stronger and we are living walking 
proof of that. It's so funny that we're talking about this right now because there are things in my personal life that I am going through that like kind of have to deal with this and conversations that I've had with people of this exact topic where like there was not a safe space for them when they were young, when we don't know what processing emotions are. We don't even know what the emotions are. We're just like, we're young, we're feeling these things. And if you don't have that safe space early on to even begin to try to express your emotions, as you go grow up and go into adulthood and you're kind of on your own, it's like, okay, how do I even begin to feel emotions or like put like names to it so like that's something that resonates a lot with me and I say this to let people know how common it is like it's not just in like dysfunctional households or kids with like bad parents or whatnot like I had I had a very blessed upbringing and a very privileged upbringing but like not but and (laughs) my dad is a hardcore old school Italian as like I anytime like I'd cry it'd be like why are you crying like crying's not going to do anything about it like even when I was like a small child and it just like even though I have great parents and even though like my mom was a very emotional and open person with her emotions like just having that conditioning from such a young age it is insane because you think like where does like where does that come from like why am I like this well it starts in childhood and like my dad's like that because that was how his childhood was and so on and so on like that's why it's truly generational Mm -hmm. and I say like because I've I've had a very blessed and good family and upbringing but like that was still a prominent theme in my upbringing and like that's how common it is in so many households and that's why we have a society that's just completely disconnected from their emotions and it's it's our responsibility to be grown and learn how to process our shit yeah yeah and potentially pass it on to the next generation be like it's okay like let's let's feel let's process because feeling is living and living is what we're here to do so yeah and i have one of my um no no go go for it okay perfect <laughs> um one of my best friends out here she just had a kid and it's just like so healing to see how she interacts with her child um because she's a yoga teacher and Reiki practitioner and all sorts of stuff. Like, she's into the same stuff that we are. And the way that she interacts with her kid, and she'll tell me, she'll like, I refuse to say X, Y, or Z to my kid. Like, if he's crying, I will never tell him to shush. Like, even though he's a newborn baby, like, yep. hearing her say that, and some people might think, like, that's over, like, over the top. But I'm like, that is incredible because you literally start to absorb your conditioning the second you're out of the womb. <laughs> and 100%. it's just like... 100%. Yeah. You're and giving... seeing like just her interaction is just so I healing. Love that. I love that uh-huh. so much. And I think that's such a beautiful approach to raising a child. There was a something... I don't know if you've ever heard of Tabitha Brown, but she is just a phenomenal woman teacher she's on instagram she does cooking videos she's just like a beam of light 
So if you are ever having a bad day, look up Tabitha Brown and she will just make your day. But she said something a while ago that really stuck with me. And it was, I am not here to tell my children how to live. I am here to guide them through this life. And that was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And I also was blessed with an amazing childhood. Both of my parents, I'm very close with my family. And I do feel there were times where they were just super supportive of every decision I have made. And not all of the decisions I have made in my life have been easy, going away to college and just other things. And they've always been super supportive. And like thinking of that concept, it's like guidance rather than direction is so important because you learn so much more. And so you're allowing that child from a young age to be able to, what we've talked about before, listen to themselves and and like learn how to do that and process things. And like, I feel like learning that from such a young age sets them up for, for so much success because- Uh, let's be real. This life is not easy, especially in this new world. And there are a lot of things to have feelings about that are happening Mm -hmm. in the world. And so it just like, I feel like it is going to set up the next generation for so much success if we allow them to do that early on when they get into adulthood. It might be a lot easier to like, you know, like, like process through yeah their their lifetime so another thing another thought that that. came up when you were talking is um i forget exactly what you were saying um oh you were you were talking about like putting um like colors and names like your feelings and it made me think of a concept that i have thought of before when it comes to like belief systems and um religion and faith and spirituality and i have just kind of had this insight that like the human brain needs to be be able to like process things like the brain is always looking for answers that's like everything that we do we want to know the meaning of Mm -hmm. life we want to know this we want to solve this we want to understand this we want to learn this and so the brain is always like reaching for ways that it can like logically process things if that makes sense so i feel Mm -hmm. like you saying that makes so much sense with just like this insight that i had that like putting a color to feelings or a name to feelings it's not just this like foreign concept in your brain that you can't like wrap your mind around because it's not tangible or it's not something that you can like put something to because like emotions I mean you can't like it's emotions are not tangible they're you know just kind of out there and so putting that like identifier on it might I shouldn't say might, does make it easier for, like, the brain to, like, process it, too. So I was like, that's so interesting because I – Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah, I thought about that with, like, you know, like, organized religion and stuff. And it's it's organized religion. It's like this is what you believe and this is how we practice it. And this is, like, the scriptures you read or, you know, whatever whatever the, the organized religion is. But it's you're able to like put things to it of like, this is what happens after death. This is what happens in life. This is how you go to heaven. And this is how you go to hell. And it's easy to comprehend. So taking that into like processing your emotions too, it's like, wow, 
That is so interesting. So yeah, just wanted to throw that little like tidbit in there. That was just like a aha moment or an insight I had listening to you talk. That is like so I love the color and like the shape idea for like processing yeah. things. That's so, so interesting. Yeah. And I, I guess I never really thought about it too, that that's just another way for your brain to make more, like make it more tangible. Yeah. And like, it's, it's allowing your brain and body to work together yeah. because you yes. always have to have that balance between the two. Oh, and it also, <laughs> it came, it came to mind. Have you ever received the feelings wheel during therapy? Like that handout? I don't think so maybe like early early on yeah it's just funny because like I I think I've had two therapists offer it to me and at first I'm like am I a fucking five-year-old like I don't need a feelings wheel but then when they handed it to me it was insane to in like what it looks like and you can even just google like feelings wheel and it will come up but there's like the really common um feelings are like on the border of the wheel so think like anxiety depression irritability and then underneath that is like more niche feelings and then it keeps getting like low like smaller and smaller with like more specific and it was so helpful for me to learn that because like it's some like sometimes it's not just anxiety it's rooted in something else like maybe a fear of inadequacy or like disgust or something else like it's just so fascinating Mm -hmm. learning like broadening your vocabulary of feelings and emotions what that can do for you like emotionally and physically it's just really cool so if you're bored and want to google like feelings wheel that's another thing to help you get like more in tune with what you feel and everything I love that another example of like brain and body working together yeah you have to have both for it to like fully work that's so cool Sweet. yeah I don't think I've ever had or received like the feelings wheel which again like goes back to even in therapy and again cognitive behavioral therapy is so necessary I don't want anyone to think that I am like totally crapping out on cognitive behavioral therapy and being like "Ah, therapy is the only thing that you should do so yeah I'm saying it's just what has worked for me in my journey. Now, CBT worked for me early on when I like didn't know what the heck was going on in my yeah. diagnosis. But um, yeah, like early on, there was really no, it was just like talking through things, but nothing was ever like, there was no, there was no feeling identification or it was like, okay, it's like, well, you talked about it now it, you, you've let it go go on with Mm -hmm. your day see you next week like that kind of thing and nothing against a therapist I've every therapist I've had has given me something that I've needed but yeah it's just that's I would would have been very helpful I think to have early on like the feelings wheel to be like okay this is what I'm feeling (laughs) I love it so quick overview for you to take this into your daily life and practice feeling your feelings one allow yourself to just sit with them again you don't actually have to be in a seated position but it can be beneficial if you're in a quiet area or if you are out and about and something hits you just take some time and bring your focus into your body maybe you can give the sensation or feeling notice where it's in your body whether it's your chest your belly and any other area you can 
add a color to it. So that could be yellow, red, whatever color you want, a sensation, pay attention to the border. Just really get acclimated to what you are feeling without trying to jump directly to why you are feeling that. So allow it to fully be there, get curious about it, tap into it, and then that's where the magic happens. Thank you, Brie, for giving that high-level digestible overview for our listeners on how to feel the feels. And just like you said, I think we're going to be using this quote a lot, is that is how you allow things to come in before you can truly let them go. So Brie and I, thank you so much for being with us this week, and we can't wait to talk to you all in the next one.